One, two, three. What it do, y'all? Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Rage Club. I am your host, Rohan Emil, and I hope you're having a great day today. Hope everyone's having a great first day of school. I know it's online, which kind of sucks because it appears boring, but I mean, I hope everyone's doing good. It's 4.0 season, baby. You know what to do. Today, I just wanted to do a short little session or a session shorter than the rest of the other two sessions, um, just explaining who I am, which I should have done in the very first one, but you know, it's an imperfect podcast for this imperfect world, so I guess it is what it is. Uh, I mean, to begin, my name is Real Jaramillo. I come from San Antonio, Texas. My mother is April Georges, my beautiful mom with curly hair and freckles, and she looks just like me. I grew up playing football. Um, I started off with the SA Cardinals. Then I went, I had broke my arm. I played running back, broke my arm. I landed on it. As people were tackling me, I broke it. So then that's when I became a gamer. Played the PS2, PlayStation 2 for a while. Played all the games. I literally had like a bunch of of games. Probably had like 150 games and all, all done in my room. Ultimately, I sold my PS2. I want to say for like 100 bucks with all those games. Yeah, I was a kid. I just wanted money. You know how it goes. Um, then I had I was going to Highland Park Elementary. I met a coach named Coach Julian. He had an organization called the uh, Junior Eagles. Brack Junior Eagles, Brackenridge Junior Eagles. He wanted me to join his team because he saw how much I liked about football and how much we talked about sports and stuff. So he was like, come try to join up for the team, you know. Went to go jo- went to go try it out. It was uh, pretty good. I liked the team. I liked the coaches. At first, I didn't like going out there every day. It was hot, 110 degrees, running, laps after laps. But uh, thinking about it, it was worth it to me. It was great conditioning as we would run up those hills, backpedal up those hills, um, crab walk up those hills. Uh, it was it was a good experience. Um, I remember when we used to, we had a drill where there was a brick restroom, like the ones at the park and stuff, and we would go around and just um, learn how to make contact with their hands so that we can block, um, so we can shoot our hands. So we would put our hands on our lap and just shoot them at the wall as hard as we could, and we would go all the way around the wall for two minutes, just hitting the wall two minutes straight. Yeah, your hands hurt, but ultimately down the road it made your hands it I guess it calloused your hands harder uh, to for harder impacts and stuff. So that I mean, in real football games, you don't feel nothing. And I mean, you can ask you can ask my mom and stuff. My hands will come back all bleeding and stuff, and I won't feel a thing. So it was worth it. Um, I played with them. Um, I made the All Star All Star game my first year. We lost in the championship though, six zero. They gave me the ball twice on the goal line and I didn't get in, which was kind of disappointing because it's like I let my team down. So after that game, I was not happy at all, no matter if I made the All-Star game or not. The team came back, rebounded. It was a pretty good season. It was pretty good growing up. That football was all I knew. It was my team every day. We had practice Monday through Friday. Friday was the best day because we had pizza day. Uh, shout out to the coaches, um, Coach Jason Ramos, Coach Rudy Perez, Perez Coach Mike, Coach Louie. Oh, those were great coaches. Um, after the game, we would have parties at my house, or we would watch the Spurs game at my house. It was fun. felt like a, uh, like a true community. Uh, I felt like it helped me stay stay focused in my in my schooling. 
because my mom told me if I didn't get good grades, then I wouldn't be able to play, and I wanted to play. I loved football. I played nose tackle my whole life, or my whole little league life, as I should say. Uh, I played... I played with the Junior Eagles until I was 14. And then I broke my wrist 8th grade playing quarterback because, uh, unfortunately, my high school, I mean, my middle school team was not good, so we needed a quarterback, and I felt like I can play it. So they gave me a shot. I gave me a shot. First game, first actually, first couple plays, it was a, a stack left. So we had five down linemen and then one tight end to the left and then a fullback behind that tight end standing up with his hands placed on his knees and then um my running back was right behind him so it was kind of like a l formation i guess and i was in shotgun so i hiked the ball and i can tell you exactly how it went my line blocked and i remember jason my friend jason he was blocking for me and i ran i was running and then i see frank my friend frank negrete um block for me and then it was leonard and he took out some guys and then after that, I was all out of blockers, and it was just a whole bunch of defenders. So I just decided to run, put my shoulder down, run straight into them and see how far I can get. So I, I got a couple yards with them being on me, and it just so happened that, again, I, I the same way I broke my arm is the same way I broke my wrist. I put my hand down or to, like, catch me, catch myself, and instead of my arm breaking, it, it just ended up being my wrist. So, yeah, it was a pretty sad moment for me. I went to the doctors right after. Well, actually, I didn't go to the doctors right after that. I told my coach. I was like, Coach, I'll be fine. I just can't move my hand. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And it was my coach, Mr. G. And he was one of the greatest eighth-grade coaches, him and Mr. Miss Estefan, along with Miss Castilla. Sorry. Sorry to get off track. But I told him, Coach, I'll be, I'll be right back. Just let me put some ice on my wrist. It's a little swollen. Let me get it not swollen anymore. So I put some ice on it. And I noticed that I couldn't I couldn't rotate it no more unless it was like real slow. So I was like, Coach, I can move it, I can move it. And then right right as I was about to go back in, my mom, um, she came to the sidelines and was like, No, you're not going back in. You're crazy. Look at your hand. I was like, Mom, I want to play. I want to play. Like it's my last middle school year. I want to play. She didn't let me play. She took me to the hospital. I got X-rays. It was broken. Um, I think I. I broke both sides of my wrist. I don't remember exactly what, but I know it was like from the very bottom to the to the part that's connected to the hand. Um, I my season was done, and I wasn't even put into a regular cast. They needed to put three pins in my hands, which I got scars on. Um, it was pretty bad uh, cleaning it. I was I was kind of disgusted because I had to see my own flesh as I was cleaning it, and sometimes it wouldn't. My skin and my, I guess, the inside meat would not look the best if sometimes I felt like my wrist was about to get cut off or my hand was about to get, was about to get cut off. So I was kind of scared. But that was that was my major moment in football. Um, to give you a little more in-depth perception of my middle school life, I hung around with my friend Leonard. I had a friend named Frank. Or I still have a friend named Frank. I still talk to him this day. We play Call of Duty together. Leonard, Frank, Rooster. I no longer talk to Rooster. Um, Chicken Legs. My friend Brandon. Um, all my pals friends, they know who they are. Like Rachel and all them. They know who they are. Leandra, they know who they are. Those were those were great friends for middle school. Um, it was kinda it was kinda weird. I went to Rhodes sixth grade year. Um, ended up transferring to Poe Middle School. 
Made made some good friends. Met Grace Graciela. She's married now, so I'm happy for her. She's doing great. She goes to Texas A&M along with me, so she's doing great. Uh, made some long-term friends in middle school. After that, after the last couple games when I couldn't play no more, I would always see Coach Hall, and I knew Coach Hall was going to be the head coach for my high school career. Because I, I, did, I wasn't just going to quit just because I broke my wrist. So um, freshman year came, and funny story, I woke up late because I was playing Call of Duty for the night before um, the very first practice of high, my high school career. And it was, I want to say it was probably the worst thing that's probably ever happened to me. <laughs> um, I got there late. All the seniors were yelling at me. You know how seniors do. They expect high, they have high expectations and stuff. They've been there in the program for four years and they don't want some freshmen messing that up. So I got there late. I got the yelling. Um, they, and the first thing they put me on was the tire flipping um, station. I could not flip it. I was a 200-pound kid, and I could not flip a tire. I could not pick it up off the ground. I was struggling the whole time. I was getting frustrated. <laughs> um, as we went on, it was more just sprints, which I can do the sprints, but I was getting fatigued. Um, we did the L drills. We did duck walk drills. We did sprints. We did up-downs. Um, I don't know what that drill is called when you're pumping your feet and the coach points a certain direction and you have to, like, roll over and then get right back up. I don't know what that's called. Uh, let's go seat rolls. I'm going to call that seat rolls. And we did all those things daily. Um, and then at the very end, I was absolutely tired. It was hot. And I was not used to that. I was in the whole summer before or before summer even summer practice even started for the freshmen. All I would do was play my game in the cold AC. And yeah, that day sucked because then Coach Rob, this is the first day I met Coach Coach Robinson, which he would later become one of the greatest coaches that I've ever met. Um, we did something called PTs and it consisted of push-ups, jumping jacks, uh, mountain climbers, 200-yard sprints, and then do it again and again and again and again until he felt tired. <laughs> Um, I, I want to say that day we did a, a total of eight, eight, eight PTs and you had to do 200 yards in like, I want to say like 45 seconds, 30 seconds. I, I can't really remember the time, but if you didn't make it, the whole group had to do it again. So I didn't want to be that one freshman that had to do it again. So funny situation. Um, I was running on one of them and I had got so distracted that we had to finish. Uh, <laughs> And I had to throw up, so I was running, and um, throw up was coming out of my mouth I was as I was running, because that's just how bad I wanted to finish. I think it was the very last PT, actually. And we, I was just running, and I want to say my my friend Sam Lopez's brother, Tony Lopez, which who was the court, varsity quarterback at the time, he got behind me and just started pushing me so that I can finish, like pushing me towards the finish line, and... It was it was it was kind of disgusting because throw up was coming out of my mouth and I was just like huh, huh, just sprinting. Finally got to the end. Coach Robinson, that's it. Said that's it. We're done. And I just laid him. I laid down in the grass with the sun beaming on me. And I just started throwing up. And I was laying in my own throw up for a second. And Coach uh, Coach Hall was uh, he handed me a, a bottle of water and he was like, here you go, kid. You need this and. That's how I remember the first day of practice. And then I want to say the second day I remember meeting Coach Smith as we had to introduce ourselves to the coaches and stuff, which wasn't too bad. Freshman year went by. We did all right. We went, I want to say, seven and three or six and four. 
We didn't do too bad, but not too great either. And I want to say that's just how the rest of my high school career went. Um, sophomore year, it was all right. I don't really remember sophomore year except for the Lanier game when I met Fred Jones. <laughs> and we would run this play, uh, sweep right. Uh, and Fred Jones, we were down, I want to say, 17-0. And we came all the way back. And I was, I want to say, 17-10 or something like that. It was a very close game. And Mr. Fred Jones, the man himself, took a sweep right and took it to the house, I want to say, from the 40-yard line of the opposite side. And I just remember the crowd going crazy. I was a sophomore starting on varsity, and I just, like, I, that was my first real time seeing how loud the crowd was in, in varsity football. It was it was ecstatic. It was crazy, and I remember seeing Fred Jones just run, run, not even run to the end zone. He ran through the end zone. He went all the way to the locker room, talking about that's how fast he was running. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, won, we ended up winning that game. We lost the next game to Highlands. We ended up losing district um, junior year. We didn't make the playoffs, but I did meet friends like uh, our sophomore year. I did meet people like Rocky. Um, I want to say Sean, Fred, John. John Orange, that's what I'll forever call him when he broke the, I want to say, I can't even remember the lift anymore. Power clean record. Uh, Matthew Leffler, all those guys, great guys. Um, junior year. Junior year is when I really started talking to people. Um, I want to say I was real close with Ronaldo and them at the time. It was pretty good football-wise. It was, it, was, it was not what I expected at all. I, f I felt like we had an underwhelming season. Very disappointing in my eyes. <clears throat> I was very sad because I knew people like Greg Alvarez, Dylan, Ruben, Omari, all those guys that wanted to make the playoffs and show what they can do in the playoffs. And we just ultimately didn't get a, a good enough record. Played some good games. I want to say all the games we lost in were by a point or two. And I want to say the, the last three games we lost in were a total of six points, so an average of two points each. So just imagine how good those games were. And at the end of the day, you can't be sad or mad about it because if you truly did give your best, then you you can't be sad about it. You can't be sad about the outcome. You gave your best, and that it is what it is. So I want to say after the Highlands game, after we had to go home and we knew we weren't going to the playoffs, I stayed at the field and just cried because I, I knew it was over because not only was the season over, but it was the last time I would ever play with friends that I grew up with the year um, before me. Like I said, Greg, Stevie, Dylan, all those guys, it was the last time that I was ever going to put pads on them, and it was it was kind of sad for me. I'm a real emotional person when it comes to sports because I think about more than just the game. I think about the connections and stuff and the bonds. I just don't think about winning. Everything's I everything is about winning to me, but I would rather have a good connection with the person and knowing that it was over, that's what kinda killed me inside. Dylan and Steve and Greg all saw me crying and they all came up to me and they gave me their gloves, their cleats, their workout shirts, just so that I wouldn't forget about them and it meant a lot. And every day after that I went to work. I went to work and I went to work. I grinded my whole summer. I grinded every day after that day that I saw the, or I felt the embarrassment of not making the playoffs. I'm not saying I was the best player. I'm a short kid. I'm a 5'4". I was a 5'4 center. Um, I, but I worked. 
I worked. I felt like my work ethic was the best part of me. I wasn't the tallest guy. I wasn't the fastest guy. wasn't the strongest guy, but I worked. Um, in the summer, I stayed with Coach Rob, and it was me and a couple other people, or me and the other linemen. And we got there at, I want to say, 8 in the morning. Didn't leave till 1 o'clock in the morning. And even after the 1 o'clock in the morning sessions, we would do one-on-ones with ourselves to improve our, pa- our, our pass blocking and our pass rush. Excuse me. Um, so then senior year came along the corner and it was fun. It was a hell of a ride. I mean, we didn't have a great, we didn't have a good season. I mean, in my eyes, we didn't have a good season. I think we went six and four. We made the playoffs. Um, it was a lot more than, like I said, it's a lot more for, than me than just the game. I met some great people. Like, uh, we called him Swoneck at the time. I met him. He transferred from Lanier. It was a pretty good season. Um, I met uh, Allen. Aaron, Xavier, all those kids—they were—they were juniors and they were good. Keith, Keith was good. Michael was good. Um, Justin was good. All good, all good uh, juniors and sophomores that came into place of varsity and and took the game. It was it was great times. Oh, AJ Talamantes—he was a great running back. Marvin, I can't leave those people out. Oh, Jules, can't leave those people out. And most importantly to me, uh, Diego. Diego was my left tackle, and it was a great time because it felt like he, me and him were one. We just wanted to go out there and absolutely destroy people, and I loved the energy that he gave me. It was it was great all the time. He knew what it was time to do. He knew it was time to go put in work, and he he was one of the people that I would consider that wasn't afraid to go to battle with me no matter if he knew we were going to lose. It was great times. Um, ultimately, I last game, last district game, I ended up uh, destroying my knee. I had no more cartilage in it, and I had a minor tear in one of my ligaments. But I wanted to play because I looked at my mom. Or let me let me tell you about it. So I went. I was. It was a regular play. We were just playing the game. Um, it was. I want to say it was a a sweep left and our not a sweep left a counter counter right counter right. That's what the play was, and I had to block down, but I had no one in front of me, so I went to linebacker. I went second level, um, blocked the linebacker all the way to the sideline, and I wanted to put him on the floor, so I planted my right leg, and then I planted my left leg. But when I planted my left leg, it just buckled in, and it felt like the top of my top of my knee went a whole other direction than the bottom of my knee. And it just felt like it slipped out, and it felt absolutely disgusting. Um, I I took a knee, and it felt it just felt like it went back in place. And after that, I laid down and I looked at the sky, and it kind of felt like that was it. Like that was that was it. I'd had I I did want to go play college ball if I could, but I felt like it was just a sign from God that it was that it was over, and you had better things in life than just football to to go do. Uh-huh. So I was just looking at this guy, and I was kind of sad. And then I, the first person I heard was Diego, just screaming my name like Roel, Roel. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of sad. Um, and they were just telling me get up, get up, like don't, don't be, a, like don't be a little, like a little girl, just get up. So I got up. I tried to take a step. It was instant pain. So I couldn't walk. They had to carry me off the field. And I can't. I will never forget this. When the doctor was like, "I think you just tore your ACL because how lo- I have loose knees, so you can move them out of place easily." 
And so he tested the one that I hurt, and he was like, okay, well, that one's, he was like, for sure, that one's torn. And then he checked my other one, and he was surprised. He was like, I think you just tore both of your ACLs, kid. And I was like, damn, damn, damn. Like, something that you worked your entire life for, you know, just to be told you just tore your ACLs and your knees are no longer good. And, I, and I'm not a quitter. No one ever knows me to be a quitter. So I was just like, okay, coach, uh, okay. Um, I was like, give me till halftime. Give me till halftime and we'll see where this goes. I was like, if I can walk and run by halftime, I'm going to play. And he was like, you're crazy. But I was like, I was like, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. And he didn't think I was going to be able to do it. So I, I grabbed some crutches. Um, at first, I couldn't put any weight on my knee at first, and then took baby steps, uh, barely tapped it, then started walking on it with the crutches, then started speed walking with the crutches, then threw the crutches down, started regular walking, limping, then I was like jogging, and then by the time I knew it, my adrenaline was so in me that I hadn't, um, I didn't feel nothing in my knee anymore, I put a knee brace on it, he gave me a couple tests to do. And it was, he was like, all right, you're crazy, but go ahead. And then I went back in the game, played the rest of the game because it was my senior year and I wasn't, I wasn't about to miss the last district game of my life. So I went back in, played the rest of the game. We won. We then they ended up having to, uh, uh, I guess, end it because it was raining and thunderstorming. But it was worth every second of it. Uh, my old coach, Coach Caldwell, came up to me. That he used to coach me at Brackenridge High School. He went. He ended up going to Highlands High School. He came up to me and told me I did a hell of a job, even though I had a hurt knee. Thought I was crazy for even going back in the game. Um, I love that man to death, even though we haven't spoken. Um, we just we won. All the kids from Highlands that we wish we would have went to Brack or we would have went to school with. We saw all of them, gave them all of them a hug. You know, it was good times. We went home. Next week started for the playoffs, and my knee was not having it. It was getting swollen after every practice. I, there was practices where I couldn't even practice. I had to just wear my shorts and a shirt and a helmet and just move like that. It was it was pretty uh, disencouraging. I, wasn't, I didn't feel myself. My knee wasn't 100%, but I wanted to be there with my team, going to battle with my team. So in the playoffs, we went. I was giving it my best. I had a couple good highlights in there. Um, I wasn't 100%, so I just felt kind of slow, like a, a couple steps slower than my usual. My power felt like, I want to say, 60%. Um, we ended up losing the game, I want to say, 28 to 42. Um, it was a good game. No hard feelings about it. It is what it is. Gave it my everything. Senior, senior ended, and I want to say after that, it was just a bunch of good times. You know, seniors do what they do. I started leaving school early when I didn't want to go to class. Because, I mean, I was already, had my ranking already locked in. <laughs> um, uh, I was number three in my class. Um, graduated number three. Um, it was pretty good. We would go out to eat Denny's and stuff like that with the whole senior, the whole senior class. It was pretty good. Not nothing to worry about. All good times. It was fun. Didn't really think about stuff too much. It was, it was simple. Just go have fun, enjoy it while it lasts. Um, it ended graduation day, and I want to say standing on that podium, 
like are sitting on the podium and seeing all the the rest of the class and looking at their faces it was like you can see all the memories you can see all the memories and it was a good time but yeah that's my football and my school career um let's give it i want to talk about like my hobbies and stuff so or what i do now so i currently go to texas a&m on uh, college station uh i'm going for agriculture business because like bro why don't you just go for regular business well i did early college i graduated with an associate's degree um coming out of high school and the school of business here the may school of business told me that i couldn't um get into the the college or that specific college because i have too many hours i had i want to say i had like 70 something and the max you can have is 60 or something like that or whether it was 90 or something and i already had more than that so that kind of crushed my dreams, and it was just like, okay, well, then I got to leave the school to do what I want. And um, this guy, he came up to me, and he was like, no, you don't don't leave the school. There's a great program called Ag Business, which is very similar to the May School of Business. And they're not, not only is it a good program, but it's number two or three in the nation for what they do. And I was like, oh, really? So then I was like, okay, I'll do that. So then I'm I'm currently doing that. Um, plan to learn how to run a business, manage a business, account for a business, finance for a business. You know, it's it it teaches you all those things, and I was just I'm pretty happy with it uh, because I'm currently a, a barber or a, an apprentice barber. I cut hair. Um, I've been cutting hair for three years now, and I have my own garage and stuff. It's a cool little shop that I have. I have a TV with my Wii Guitar Hero. Xbox. I have a cool mural going on. Shout out to Amethyst and her friends, Michael, and stuff like that. They're they're have they're painting a great a great mural for me. Um, put an AC in there. Have the couches in there. Just a very very chill spot where me and all my friends just go and relax, get away from everything. Um, if you want to book an appointment, <laughs> uh, my my at on Instagram is Rose R O E L six nine six nine. You can just text me on there, and I'll let you know whenever I'm coming back from College Station to give you a haircut. Or if you are in College Station, I will cut you, also cut your hair in my apartment. Um, I used to be a sneakerhead growing up, collected many sneakers. I want to say I had at least 30 pairs. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Um, let me see what else. I like to game. I love music. I collect CDs and vinyls and stuff like that of my favorite artists and stuff. My favorite artists consist of Drake, Kendrick, Mac Miller, Kanye. I listen to James Blake, Tam Tam Impala. Um, I I know some people don't like him, but I listen to Russ. I listen to Post Malone. I listen to all the ASAP Mob, ASAP Rocky, and stuff like that. Oh, and I love old country music. I don't really like the new country pop music, but I do love old country music. Currently, I'm into like more comfortable shoes now, so I'll get like a good, like a clean pair of Air Max 90s, or Air Maxes, sorry, not 90s, just Air Maxes, or the Vapor, excuse me, the Vapor Maxes, you know what to do, um, I love shorts, so I, I have like, right now I currently have like these, um, these, I guess the shorter side of shorts, um, the US Air Force shorts, so just like whenever you see me in my fits, I'll just have shorts. I guess shorter shorts than normal, but not too short. Um, just right, I guess, in my eyes. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I, I'm a big cologne person. 
I feel that as soon as I walk into a room, I want I want them to smell me and like know that I smell good. Not for the compliments, just not to know that I take care of myself. Um, right now, my the top I want to say top three right now. Uh, I have Dolce Gabbana Light Blue. That's that has to be on there. One day, my friend Sebastian put me on. Shout out to Sebastian uh, or Bash. He put me on with Dior Savage or the Savage or Savage. That one smells great, and I have two, I want to say, older Versace colognes that hit every time, hit every single time. Uh, I have a couple more, but I just really don't want to go in there right now. Let's see, what else? What else should I talk about, guys? I do play Xbox. I grew up playing PlayStation also, and the person that introduced me to playing games was my cousin Jeanette and my cousin JJ. I used to st- stay the night at their house all the time. <laughs> stay up playing SmackDown or WWE, uh, Smack versus Raw, SmackDown versus Raw. Then like I guess it tra- get kind of transitioned to like GTA. And then oh, and then when the Call of Duty started coming out, I was a big Call of Duty head. Just on that for twenty four seven. I wish honestly, if I'm thinking about it, I wish I would have. Went to school more, like in the summer, rather than just stay inside and play games, or at least like trained, uh, my like for I guess athletically. But it is what it is. Had a good childhood growing up. Uh, that's about it. That is my life. My mom and dad have been together for I mean since I was born, obviously. Um, let's see. Went to break. Oh, I went to Highland Park. Highland Park, Pole Middle School. Ranch High School. Now I'm at Texas A&M. Oh, let me talk about what I want to do later in life. Um, so I plan to open my own barbershop or just any shop or like a business. I really don't know yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure it'll come. And when it comes, it'll be great. I want to open up a shop and just give back to the community, man. Um, a big thing for me growing up was not seeing anyone ever give back to the community. When I was growing up, it was more like you had to do everything on your own. And it was it was not good for me. It was it was rough growing up, being the first kid in my family to actually go to a university. It was it was tough because I couldn't ask my family for help on homework because they didn't know what half of the stuff I was even talking about was. But they were there. They were there for support. But they just couldn't. <laughs> they just couldn't help me. So thank you for my family for the support. I will always appreciate that. Um, but it was it was just tough. Is I just wanted to be the I see it as I'm the first stepping stone of the family to be going. So I help up my I help up my sister when I can, because I want her to get educated or like or not even educated because I know college is not for everybody. So like maybe go girl go be a nail tech go go cut some hair go, go do something go be a welder don't be afraid to be a mechanic go do something if school is not for you it's cool I'm not I'm not with the oh schools for everybody you gotta go to school no go do something so everybody's gotta have a role in this world. Find your own. Just go do it. Do what you love. Love what you do. Um, but back to that, I want to open my own business, get back to the community because just just because when I grew up, no, I, like I said, no one was really there to give gifts and stuff. So I want to, like, to all those kids, to all the families that can't really afford to give their kids gifts, I want to be there. I want to be there and just hand out gifts so that I can see the smiles on their faces, be happy because seeing other people happy makes me happy. I want, I want to be that person that they look up to and, and see that I want to make it and give back just like he did. 
So that's that's my that's my main plan. Um, oh, and if I do start a barbershop, I want to do it to where like the kids with the good grades they come in and they get a free haircut, just free haircuts for the kids, just knowing that we care about them. You know, like, hey man, just all you got a good like five A's, all A's on your report card. You know what I'm saying? And even if they don't get all A's for the people, the kids that get B's, I'm gonna give you a discount. I'm not gonna be selfish. You know what it is? Uh, I just want to give back. I'm not gonna be selfish. Money, money comes and goes. So I mean, if if people are really complaining about a haircut or the money from a haircut, then you shouldn't be cutting at my barbershop or my future barbershop because it's money, money, money's not everything. Helping people, the messages, the lessons that you can teach people to me are everything. And that's what it's about. Um, let's see, plan to buy my mom and dad a house. So, or at least rebuild the house, cause I, and it's not that I hate the house, I just wish I would've had a a bigger house. You know, it's not from like, oh, you're not grateful for what you had, it was just, no, nah, I just always want better, I'm striving, I'm hungry. I, I see people with better stuff and I, I want it, I want it more than anyone does. You can take away everything from me and I'm, I'm gonna come back crawling. I'm gonna come back crawling and just get up, get it back on my feet and take everything again. That's just how I am. That's just my mindset. I always want better for my family, for the people around me. Better, better, better. You can never be satisfied for what you got. Always be improving, whether it's the mind, whether it's a skill you can learn, whether it's reading a book. Just get better every single day of the week. Uh, one one big trait about me that um, I think not a lot of people like about me is that I'm brutally honest, and I'll tell you how it is to your face, and no matter whether it's hurting your feelings or not. I'm going to be straight up with you. I would rather you I would rather you not look dumb and be hurt than to look dumb and feel good about yourself. So, if you have a piece of paper on your back or if you're I don't know, just for example, if you have something wrong, something's in your hair and you, and you feel good about it and you're like, "Oh, like I look clean." And then all of a sudden I tell you you have a piece of gum in your hair and you're like, "You're worried about it. You're self-conscious about it now cuz now everyone's seeing you with the piece of gum in your hair." Hey man, at least I told you. So now you now you can go get that piece of gum out your hair, you know what I'm saying? Or if maybe if your out, outfit looks dumb, I'll be like, "Nah, bro, that's not it. Go change or something." <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but yeah, that's that's just how I am. I'm honest. I'll tell you straight up to your face how I feel about you or if I don't like you and stuff like that. But that's that's about it. That's me. That's my story. If you want to know anything else about me, just let me know. I'm more than happy to tell you everything about me. Or if you if you want to know anything about me, I mean, I'm, I'm your host. You're going to be getting to know a lot about me in the future sessions. So I'll be here whenever. If any questions pop up, I got you. I guess next time we can talk about like my favorite things to eat, my favorite playlist and stuff like that further down the road. But it's a great day to be alive in the Rage Club. I hope everyone has a great day, blessed day. What a great great day to be alive. Make every day a good day. Thank you, for everyone, for listening. Hope you'll have a great day. Um, I will be trying to post at least every two to every three days, if not every day. I'm going to try to post as consistent as I can. I will keep you updated. Um, there's um, an Instagram page that I made. It's called the Rage Club. Let me look it up right now so that I can give you the specifics on how to spell it and stuff. Just so you don't think it's like some random, random page following you, so it's the the rage dot club, the rage dot club. 
Um, I currently have 44 followers and I'm following 49 people. If I can get that to 100 followers, I guess by the end of the semester, it would be great. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Hope everyone has a great day. Have a blessed day. I'm here. If anyone needs me, just call me, text me, or text the text the Instagram page. I'm here if you need it. just someone to listen to. Thank you. Have a great day.